1: Henry Lake has the night off, Steve Thompson in, producer Chris Tubbs, and this is tough duty, because what do you talk about when the home team is already struggling and gets thumped by the division leader in the first game of a three-game series at Target Field on a gorgeous night, 16-4? to 4. We could sit and talk about the weather and how great it was. And when you couple the day and twilight in the evening really doesn't get any better than this weather wise in these parts, and I thought, well, maybe here on final pitch we can talk about how great the weather was today, and open up the phones. What did you do? Did you go to the ball game? Did you enjoy the weather at the ball game? By the way, our number in our text line six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. At this point, after a game like this, there's no reason to really break down the team's performance. When you give up sixteen runs and eighteen hits, and the writings on the wall by the middle innings that it is not going to go your way after losing a disappointing rubber game of the three-game series to Oakland over the weekend. The only way to sum it up is right now the misery continues in this 2021 season for the Minnesota Twins. So if you want to talk about the weather, you certainly can call in and share what you did while listening to the ball game tonight. But there's another thing I want to get into that that came up in the game tonight, and that is those darn unwritten rules and Unwritten rules in baseball come in all forms. we've been through this. Over the course of a season, there's certain things you don't do. And and then there's certain things that you can do in certain situations. The unwritten rules of the game, the unwritten rules of sport, big picture. And one of those unwritten rules generally, and, and this carries over into many, many sports... Not just baseball, but any sport. When a team's down and they're beat, you don't rub their face in it. You you don't run up the score. You you don't bring in an offensive lineman and hand them the football and tack on another touchdown late. You, you don't come down and jack up threes in the waning seconds of a game when you're up by 20 and it's over. All of those sorts of things that, that you don't do. Well, a situation came up in the game tonight, and and I'll beg to differ with the unwritten rules. And that was when uh, Lot Tortugo, williams Ostadio, made his appearance in the game. And he came up and pitched an inning, gave up a hit, happened to be a home run into the bullpen, just left to center field. You mean... Mercedes hit the home run. It came in a 3-0 count. Ostadio threw a 47-mile-an-hour lob, or Ypva's pitch, and Mercedes took him downtown. Tried to hit it to Fridley. Came up a little short, but hit it over the fence. And as a lifelong Twins fan, someone who was born in these parts, Grew up in these parts, lived my entire life up in the, in the upper Midwest. Not a fan of the White Sox. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Absolutely no problem whatsoever with Mercedes taking us to Dio over the fence in a 3-0 pitch. Number one, you're getting blown out. Number two, the Twins bring in a position player who's lobbing it up there. So, is that fair game? I say absolutely. Game's over. You bring in a guy who's lobbing it up there. And and by the way, in that pursuit, in some way, shape, or form, trying to make the White Sox look bad, when you're throwing it up there at 47 miles an hour or the old EFIS pitch, what are you trying to do? You're trying to make the batter look bad oh, you can't hit that. You hit a weak ground ball or a weak pop fly or swing and miss. These guys go to the plate with a lot of pride. And I'm not going to get in Mercedes' head in that moment, but it's three zero, and you see a 47-mile-an-hour, and, and I think Doe Young Park, who covers the team for MLB.com, sent out a tweet. So let's pitch ever tracked by StatCast to be hit for a home run. miles an hour i'm a professional ball player i'm trying to take him downtown too unwritten rule or not and he did and he took it over the fence it ends up being a 16 to 4 ball game big deal the game was over way before that i don't have any beef with it whatsoever Now, you got the sense, maybe on social media from some, and those commenting on the game that that maybe Mercedes shouldn't have done it at that point in time, that he should have taken that pitch 3-0 in that moment. I say, no way. You've got a position player out there lobbing up that kind of junk, trying to make me look foolish I get something to hit I'm gonna hit it and I'm gonna hit it as hard as and as far as I can and that's what he did didn't matter the game was over why should you just go up there and play this unwritten rule game well maybe I should just let it fly and so on and so forth Uh uh-uh you're gonna throw that kind of stuff I mean not even close to a major league level pitch and by the way I love williams deal. I love Lartotuga. That he has the versatility to come in there and, and pitch a little bit, mop up for his team. The guy can play all over. Great. Don't have a beef with him. But if I'm Mercedes, I'm doing exactly the same thing. 3-0, you're going to throw that, and he hit it a long way to center field. Think of the strength to turn around a 47.1-mile-an-hour EFAS pitch and hit it to dead center field. That's pretty good. That's impressive. Not a lot of energy in that pitch coming out of Aestadio's hand. And to generate that kind of power, that's pretty impressive. So forget about this unwritten rule stuff or that was bad form by the White Sox. Let's face it. Going into this year, the White Sox and the Twins were among the division favorites. And every opportunity the Chicago White Sox have, they're going to take it to try and beat the Twins and knock the Twins down. Now, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would you have felt? And the Twins were ahead in the division, and the White Sox were buried? I bet Twins fans would be cheering. That's how I feel about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Chris, I want you to jump in at this moment. Am I way off base here, where I have absolutely no beef in that situation with Mercedes taking that 3-0 pitch?
2: Now, if you're and taking him uh, out, if you're Williams Otdio and you're up there and you're lobbing the ball over, and you're having fun. If, there, if there's one thing we've learned from williams Studio la Tortuga over the last few years, he likes to have fun. He's not, he, he's not somebody that you can really get all upset at. And if somebody's going to go up there and have some fun, when you're getting your tail kicked in a game that, let's be honest, you were never really in this game. No. It, it, got, it got away from you early. All it of got the,
1: ugly early.
2: Yes. It, it did. Like These games against the White Sox... The Twins just don't match up well with Chicago this year. They just don't. So you get to that point. He's going to go up there, especially after the first uh, the first batter that hit it right back at him and threw over to first base. Great. Then he's going to go, you know, you, you get a couple outs. Great. You know, you, you got the you – know, you know, you could have three up, three down. And then that ball's hit like 837 feet. To me, I – I don't have a problem with it either, Steve, and and I'm with you. I can't stand the White Sox because I go back to uh, many years ago when Kenny Williams was their GM, and they finished like 10 games behind the Twins, and he's like, well, we're still the better team. No, that's crap. You finished 10 games behind the Minnesota Twins. You were not the better team, okay? Don't make your Hawk Harrelson, you know, BS excuses, (laughs) okay? But at the end of the day, it's just like this year. Let's call it. The Twins are just not a good team, there isn't a part here, Steve, where I can look at the Twins and say the Twins have better pitching. The Twins have a better bullpen. Twins have better defense. Twins have better lineup. Twins have, you know, right now a better manager. There's no part of the Minnesota Twins that matches up better with Chicago White Sox. It's like advantage, Chicago. And I hate Chicago. I cannot listen to Journey, Don't Stop Believing. I hate that song because that's the song that they played when they won their World Series. I will stop and turn that song off because I hate it so much because that's how much I hate the White Sox. But that being yeah. said, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. If you're going to go up there and you're going to mess, you know what? Have some fun with it. The game was so out of control. The game was, the game was already decided. I've got no problems with that at all.
1: Yeah, it, it was in in the idea that in some way, shape, or form that 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 was disrespecting the game, or you broke some sort of unwritten rule in a blowout. And, and as I outlined, it it's it it's pouring it on when the game's over. You know, take a knee. You don't take that three with seconds remaining on the clock, and you're up by twenty. You know, I I get all of that, but in this situation. This, this This is a little bit different and, and Chicago yeah,
2: wants to bury Minnesota. They yeah, want to yeah. bury the twins. I mean, you want this team to be so far in your rear view mirror that they are not even a threat and if I'm Chicago, I don't blame them because the twins have won two consecutive central division titles. They were the team that you're supposed to compete with. This is not Kansas City. this is not Detroit. These are the Minnesota Twins. These, this is the team that has been the measuring stick. If you, you had still Rick Flair saying, right, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, right now, it's an absolute squash job that's being yeah. done by the Minnesota Twins.
1: Sixteen to four, the final. Rob Ruff Snyder, four hits. Uh, one of the few bright spots for the home nine. In this loss, same two teams tomorrow night will be on the air at 6. First pitch, 6.40, and then a matinee on Wednesday as the Twins close out this three-gamer. But uh, tonight, not good. Uh, do we want to go to Joe right now and and bring in... What's that? Yeah, let's bring in Joe from St. Paul. Joe, uh, you know, h- hard to comment on a 16-4 to drubbing, but... Uh, do you have a comment on Williams-Oztodio giving up that home run? Do you have a beef with, with Mercedes swinging on a 3-0 pitch in that spot?
0: No, no. Come on, Steve. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. Your main Mercedes Mercedes is a guy, if you look, um, what is he, a, a journeyman, 28, 29-year-old dude. He's scrapping for every statistical whatever if he can. I mean, he, he wants to make a, a position long-term for himself. So go ahead, swing away. Um, absolutely no problem with that. These are If these are kids we're talking about, that's one thing. We're talking about grown men paid to play a game for, uh, for a living. So go ahead, swing away, hit the ball out of the park. And that happened. Um, I, you know, some, Chris said it right. This team just doesn't match up very well. Um, the, the White, white Sox offseason, the Twins offseason, couldn't have contrasted more. Um, you look at their rotation and compare it to our rotation, they they may match starting pitching pickups and free agency with their youth and their youth movement. And our youth movement has been on the COVID list and been an absolute mess in Miguel Sano. And Byron Buxton, who looks like a superstar when he's healthy, is, again, guess what, not healthy. Um, and then we matched that with Jay Happ. And, um, you know, some of these guys that were trying to fit into something
1: Matt Shoemaker is another one that comes to mind.
0: I mean, here's the thing, and I'm not going to get too philosophical on you, but I will say right now the frustration is real for the players. The frustration is real for the fans because, man, this last year, the last 15 months in the world has been super hard for a lot of people, for everybody, and we're looking at life. We're looking at the Twins saying we want this. We want this thing over. We want we want our championship ring on our finger, and life can get back to normal. And our unfortunately, our wants and our desires are not matching expectations right now. Not or excuse me, reality. The reality is this is not a very good team. And we came in this thinking, well, if Barrios can turn into the ace that he's he's really not. We think he is, but he's not. If he can be an ace, and Maeda can be excellent, and Pineda can be excellent. And Jay Happ can be somebody he was how many years ago. And Matt Shoemaker can be somebody he might have been how many years ago. And if our bullpen, I mean, all those ifs. And what happens? What happens? People get injured. People go on the COVID list. And with, meanwhile, Chicago is doing everything that if you had a blank check, you would have done. You would have got Keiko, You would have seen Giolito continue to improve. You would have went and got Liam Hendricks. There you go. Yeah,
1: and, and, and the White Sox are dealing with injuries as well. Thanks for the call, Joe. we got to run to a break. But I, I, I think all good points. And everywhere you point is a, a concern. Kenta Maeda. Yesterday, four plus innings in a big game, rubber game of a three game series. They had a little momentum on Saturday night. They couldn't carry it over. So, Kentamayate has been a disappointment. The bullpen, the failures and in extra innings, uh, the run production, late in games, with the exception of the three run home run by Miguel Sano this year. Where, where's Miguel Sano been? In 2021, you you brought up the injury to Byron Buxton. Byron's been injured all the way up the ladder in the minor leagues and in the major leagues. When he's healthy, he's tremendous. But when he's healthy, um, the list goes on and on. And you you could almost get the sense, and, and maybe the warning sign came in that first game of the first inning at Milwaukee against the Brewers, when Josh Donaldson went down with an injury. First inning, first game. You're, you're thinking to yourself, this, this can't be. And even though the Twins came out of the gate the first week or two, it's like, okay. And, and, and things have just spiraled to the point where they're 13-26, and 26 looking up at the Tigers in the standings right now. We've got to take a break. We'll come back. Um, do you have a beef? I certainly don't. With Mercedes hitting a home run off La Tortuga late on a 3-0 pitch in a blowout game. I have no beef with it. Do you? Does that ruffle your feathers? And my point is, is if it does, you're focused on the wrong thing. Because they get beat 16-4 to tonight. Quick break. We'll have more final pitch coming up on News Talk. e 3 WCCO. It was a lovely night at Target Field. Weather-wise, not so good on the field. White Sox win it sixteen to 18 hits. Uh, Twins pound out eleven. Uh, Rob Evans four hits on the night tonight. Twins fall. Uh, the struggles continue. And Let's go to Kevin in Watertown. Kevin, you're on the air. Hello.
3: I'm with you with the the hit it out of the park. I mean, if he's gonna if it's three and oh, I'm swinging for the fence. And I, I maybe have a different spin on it. Maybe those two have a history. You know what I mean? Maybe they played AAA or whatever it may be. Or oh, sure. Together and they want to get back at each other. So, hey, if you're <laughs> going right. to throw 3-0, oh, I'm swinging for the fence. And, you know, maybe chuckle at it that way or something, you know? You know,
1: especially when you're throwing that kind of stuff up there. I, right. I mean, it, it, it's just, whoa, you know, 47-mile-an-hour EFIS pitch,
3: you know. Yep. I,
1: I, mean, I think I, that's I, fair I think that's fair game. I yeah, think it's it,
3: totally fair game. I've played town ball. I've played softball. i played fast pitch modified or whatever, and it's like, you know what? I hate walking, so I'm I'm going to be swinging. I don't want to take a walk.
1: Yeah, yeah. In, in 3-0 in a blowout game and all the unwritten rules and you don't do that, and maybe in its next at-bat bad, bad he's going to get plunked, you know, right. coming up tomorrow. Who, who yep, knows I, about all of that stuff? But in that case, when you have a position player up there throwing that kind of stuff, forty-seven mile an hour pitch—I mean, yep. that you know—that that—that's fair game.
3: Yep, and then the, I think the biggest the biggest thing is for getting out of that game without anybody getting injured or hurt or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it, they, they gotta they gotta figure something out because it is it's been brutal. As of yep. late for the home nine. The all right, Kevin. All right. Thanks. Yep. Uh, Have quick, a good night. quick break. We've we've got more. Final pitch coming up. White Sox win at sixteen to four. Here on News Talk E three O W C C O. in for Henry Lake tonight. It is final pitch, final segment of the program, and it was all White Sox in game one. Uh, the final sixteen to four, sixteen eight and oh. Twins four eleven and zero, and they got to quickly turn the page. And tomorrow, Big Mike will be on the mound, and they, this they need a good start. This is a recording. J.A. Happ didn't deliver. Kent Baieda didn't on Sunday in the rubber game against Oakland. Can Big Mike step up on Tuesday night and stop the bleeding? Our coverage begins at six. First pitch at six forty. Michael Pineda so far this year two and two. ERA 2.77, uh, has appeared in seven games, all of those starts, 38 and two-thirds innings, struck out 39, so uh, they turn it over to Big Mike and uh, try and right the ship uh, for the Minnesota Twins, and Lance Lynn uh, will pitch for the Chicago White Sox, and Lynn's been quite a story uh, for the Siders this year. Lance Lynn, 34 years old, four and one, ERA 1.3, has appeared in six games. All of those starts, 34 and two-thirds innings pitched, 44 strikeouts uh, for Lynn, an old friend. So Lynn against Pineda tomorrow, 6:40 start, getaway day matinee on Wednesday. A uh, Rob snyder four hits in the victory tonight for. The minute or in the loss for the Minnesota Twins. So Rob Snyder, four hits, but I'm sure he'd trade all of those uh, for a more competitive ball game tonight. Sixteen to four, White Sox beat the Twins. Uh, We appreciate the calls. We appreciate the texts on the program tonight. By the way, Henry Lake will be back following the ball game uh, tomorrow night here on Final Pitch. Twins really struggling right now. Quick check of those standings at the moment: Chicago in front, twenty-five and fifteen. Cleveland three back. Kansas City seven back, eighteen and twenty-two. Uh, Detroit in fourth, fourteen and twenty-six. The Twins now thirteen and twenty-six. Uh, winning percentage three thirty-three. They're eleven and a half games back. Uh, they're two and eight over their last ten games. Uh, run differential. Uh, Minus 32. Certainly not a good number. Worst run differential in the American League. The team in front of them by a half game Detroit. Their run differential minus 69 at this point in time. All right, we've got to run. Big thanks to Chris Tubbs, our producer. I am Steve Thompson for Henry Lake. Thanks for tuning in to Final Pitch. Now
0: with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.